0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm.
1: Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your surely Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says nothing hits harder in life it's not about how hard you can hit but how hard you get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take and keep moving forward and that's how winning is done and i want you to be a winner i want you to be your very very best i want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself so win not if but when life knocks you down you get right back up with that confidence that i can take on more i can do more and i can live my best kick in life all right so buckle up saddle up here we go All right, all right. Greetings, everyone. Your kicking life guru master, Rich Grogan, here, back for another exciting episode, episode number sixty-one, and returning guest once again, Professor Brandon Beliso. Professor, how are you, sir? I'm um, excellent, excellent, Rich. I'm grateful to be here. Well, wow, we are so very, very grateful. Nothing but positive feedback, and on the well, the, all the podcasts you drop a little segment in, but last one you're on for the whole entire hour, and boy, oh boy, we just kept talking and all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> So, uh, yes, we did. This morning, all kinds of good things going on there in San Francisco. Yeah, I I mean,
0: successful people, I've learned. You know, I had a, me and Melody did a webinar on Monday, and it really shifted from what we were talking about and just seemed to be centered on mindset. And Melody Schumann is very successful in our industry. We've learned that uh, from studying our data match each other that successful people wake up every day and 99% of what they do is about creating the proper attitude. It's not, you know, what do I have to do today? What meetings do I have? They spend a whole lot of time with rituals, meditation, prayer, you know, whatever they eat, they might work out in the morning, whatever the case may be, Uh, but it's really about creating the right mindset. And and I I found that, um, one, validating, but two, uh, just very appealing, because that's pretty much what I do. Randy Reed called me the Randy Reed called me the master of the mindset, so I did. I woke up this morning, (laughs) I meditated, I prayed, I created a positive mindset, I got my workout done,
1: you know, so I get it, I get it. Well, and, you know, just about every successful uh, person that I follow and listen to, they, they, they talk about those habits, those daily habits, those daily rituals of what you're doing, and obviously we know what we put in our mind that's what we're going to focus on and i've got mine yep. I get up and yeah the first thing meditate and then i got a dozen or so positive apps i breeze through those and find two or three positive inspirational quotes and then i post those on my pages and then i'm out of there off the um, off social media and go about the rest of my day planning it out and that you know involves spending time with the kids looking outside and being grateful for the day the lord has made and that has changed. And it's it's awesome that you mentioned Melody because she's the first one I ever listened to. It was a Champions Way webinar that she did. And this was about oh, five, six yeah. years ago. And I'd never yep. heard of Melody Schumann before. I'd never heard, I mean, I was kind of, Uh, I know I shared this with you before. This may be new for some of our listeners, but I was almost almost on an island trapped by myself with this organization I was with. You weren't, not only were you not encouraged to go out and seek other guidance in, in whatever's going on, especially in the business side, you were discouraged and almost punished like a little kid if you did so. So I was really going on a limb, and I heard her, and she talked about Zig Ziegler, and she gave, you know, just mentioned about he had recently passed away, and she was talking about him, and I had never heard of the Zig Ziegler guy, nor Jim Rome, nor Brian Tracy, or Jack Canfield. I mean, it's just they have always been there, but I had never heard of them before. So she was the first one to mention Zig Ziegler, and I immediately went out and bought the Zig Ziegler Better Than Good audiobook and it was like seven my goodness seven disc and from then on i just couldn't get enough of it and i've often shared over the past five six years i've engulfed 200 and something audio books and read over 100 and something books and you know it, it just was things i'd never did before they was always there but i just never did it and that's how my life changed and then obviously i met you i met kiyoshi dave kovar uh master chip townsend John Bouchard and obviously Melody and all these things is like, holy cow, these things have always been there. I just, for whatever reason, didn't expose myself to them. So my message to others out there, you are who you surround yourself with. You truly are. It's not a light switch.
0: But but, but let me add to that. It is the law of attraction. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, they they say when the student's ready, the teacher appears, right? You were in the right mindset. You put out the right kind of energy to attract that as well. I mean, the law of attraction and the law of abundance, those things manifest with the person themselves. You create that from within, of course, inspired by God, but it happens from within. It doesn't happen externally. That's just a manifestation. If I drop a rock into a lake, it ripples out, right? It ripples outward. But that rock starts as this very focused laser beam that hits the water and then it expands outward. Well, it's the same thing here. If you're in the right mindset and the right state of mind, then it'll expand outward. And that's why I think for me, where I feel very blessed being here in the Bay Area, I get to sit with people from Facebook, from Tesla, from Apple, and you've got a kid who's 22 who's a multimillionaire because, you know, he was part of a startup all the way up to billionaires, and they call him Stealth Wealth, who run around in Priuses, you know, a pair of jeans and Birkenstocks. So to sit with all those different people now and and be able to not hold a conversation but contribute to a conversation and bring something of value to the table had to start with me, Rich. Yes, sir. You know, it had to start with me. Here's a classic example. I went to a friend's house, and his house sits on nine acres of Tiburon, which is like, I don't know, the average home is four or five million, and that's got to be 3,000 square feet. Imagine nine acres of beach with his mansion sitting up on the hill and my buddy whipped out his cell phone and started taking pictures of this guy's house. I said, put your phone away. But see, his mindset is still a very impoverished mindset yep. going, wow, I'm just in awe of this place. It's cool. I'm like, you know, I don't care what materialism sits here. I want to sit with the guy that created all this, right? I mean, that, that's where my head is. I want to sit with that guy. I want to pick his brain. Yes, sir. You know, so it is. And, and I think the reason all of us appeared, because I know you and I crossed paths briefly. But then that one time at the Super Show, we connected, we sat down, we talked, and it was just the right time. Yes, sir. It, it was the right time. So I think I, I did a podcast yesterday, Rich, called The Hidden Why, and it's all about oh. discovering your why and why that why is so important. You discovered your why, and once you did that, everything, the floodgates were open. Right? Yes, sir. The floodgates were open, and things just expanded. Oof.
1: I'm sitting here. I mean, I've got goosebumps up and down both arms. I got the chills. I'm, just, I'm serious. It's, it's amazing. So folks out there listening, especially our friends in the martial arts industry, it, it starts, like Professor said, with you internally. You have to make the choice. But if you have that, and, and I openly admit, I'd never wanted to admit it, but it was true. I had a closed mind. I have a closed mindset. I'd never even heard of mindset before, how sad that is. And that was one of the books by Dr. Carol DeWick that I read that really opened my mind as well, which is called Mindset but surrounding yep. myself with people. And Professor Beliso, I'd never met him, but I saw, um, I don't know, you used to do your videos in your car, and then you also posted after your conference at the Super Show, you shared that, and I watched that. It was, uh, I don't remember the title, but it was, you referenced wow. Just Do It from Nike, which I borrow all the time. You know, you can try all you want, and it's not as powerful. You say, hey, let's try, but you say, let's do it, like Nike did. That's powerful. And anyway, I started following you there, and when we met you at the Super Show, it was just amazing. And, and the thing that's so shocking, folks, is this. When you when envision people uh, like Professor Bliso, like Melody Schumann, Chip Townsend, Dave Kovar, all these, you know, and I, I'm going to call you superstars because you are, you, you think they're untouchable or unreachable. And especially coming from the organization that I came to where the top dogs were, you don't talk to them because they're the master. You haven't earned that right. So that was conditioned from 26 years being in there. And I go up to you and the hotel, we cross paths, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I stopped to, to bow because that's all I know to do and it's a respectful thing. You stick out your hand and then you come give me a big hug. Like I guess I'm getting goosebumps here talking about this. But you invited me in as, hey, you're a brother here. I know where your heart's at and I want to help you. It was just absolutely incredible. So, folks, there are great, great, great people out there, and they are approachable because they care. They have the same mindset and the same passion that you have as far as, well, if it's from your heart, that is, <laughs> to be your best, to do your best. So a million well, times, and thank and you, sir. I think sir. about
0: that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful as well. I think relationships we choose to invest into are that of equality. You know, On the flip side, I posted that when I was in Cancun speaking, love, block, and delete. If somebody's toxic and they're (laughs) unhealthy for me, I let them go with love. I block them and I delete them. I have no challenge with that because you're right. You're the sum of the five, six people you spend time with. And so I'm mindful because I'm out there serving the world now. I want to help everybody. But some people, if I may say humbly, are not ready to be helped. They're not in that place. So it ends up being they're the victim and I'm the caregiver. I'm the caretaker. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm a teacher. I'm here to give you tools and skill sets and empower you. So I need to recognize that humbly too. I cannot help everybody. So on the flip side of that, you know, I have no challenge letting people go with love um, if they're not ready. And when I say they're not ready, what what I'm saying more, because I can only be accountable for me, is I'm not ready to be in that type of unhealthy relationship any longer right? Yes, sir. I, I want to run hard with people. I want to play hard with people. Um, I don't want to carry people up the hill.
1: Yeah, so
0: I, I think that's the big difference for me today um, is really learning to say no, really learning to select my clients, really valuing every minute of my day and how I choose to spend it and with who I choose to spend it with. And that's not egotistical. That's not I'm holier than thou. Not that I'm a superstar. It's recognizing with humility, Rich, my own limitations as as one man, as one person, right?
1: Absolutely, I'm just
0: one person, and my priority has to be God first, my family second, my team third, in the community. You know, sometimes those pieces interchange, and when my daughter has a she got a concussion the other night, that took priority. Whatever the priority is, those those main pieces shuffle around. You know, they they shuffle around in my life, but I've really learned to say no, and that's been a big one because saying no without guilt because I won't serve you well, that that was very humbling. That was very humbling.
1: It's and that's been my big thing. Putting the big rocks in place. You know, the old analogy of you put the big rocks in the jar, and then you put the sand, then you put the water. But if you put the water and sand first, the big rocks, you know, what happens to them? So taking care of the big like rocks that. first. Taking care of the big like rocks that. first. Yeah. And, you know, so I want to definitely talk about everything we always bring up is service to the community. And uh, giving back in order to give back more and more. But first, I want to mention since we spoke last week about love, block, and delete, <laughs> I've been singing that song. I mean, I'm goofy like that. You know, love, block, delete, love, block, delete. Give them the love. That's what Professor yeah. says because you got to love everybody. Yeah. But don't yeah. let them take up your time because your time is, you know, obviously the most sacred commodity on the planet because there's only so much of it. And if people aren't ready to hear your message or they don't want to hear your message, whatever the case may be, let love them for who they are, but block and delete so you can spend that time which is sacred on the ones that really matter that really want to receive your message and want to be helped and that's that's absolutely beautiful in order to do that and it's 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 like you said you're you're working on it but you've got it now you've kind of found a, a Joan Sook, the korean word for internal peace on how to do it and not feel bad about it and i'm kind of getting there as well which has been a challenge you know everybody wants everybody like them but I realized not everybody's going to. And I posted that on my page just, uh, I think it was this morning. You I know? saw
0: that. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. And, and, and the thing with that, Rich, you know, is it takes a lot of humility to do that because our ego Ugh. wants everybody to love us. Our ego wants everybody to approve of us. Our ego wants to look down in the corner and say, wow, look, 7,000 people viewed my video. But what Gary Vee said really, really well, he says, I don't want 1,000 likes. He says, I want loyal you know, people that are part of my tribe, people, and he says, that circle may not be as big, but the impact you can have is so much more powerful than just a thousand people watching your video for three seconds. He said, I'd rather have three people watch the whole video than a thousand people watch it for three seconds.
1: That's powerful.
0: It is. It That's is. And powerful. I've learned that too because for a while, you know, it did. My ego got in there it was a numbers game. Ooh, how many views can I get? How many views I can get? But what I'm looking more forward to when I do my live show and, and, and when I do events is quality people, people that want to come back again and again and again because the more we interact, the more our relationships, the more the trust is built, the more I understand the dynamics and I can help them even more. So it's not about helping a billion people. It's about you know, being effective as I can. And that means it takes time. Trust takes time to build. Yes, so when does. I see people watch it, yeah. So I see people watch it again and again and again, and they're on the show again and again and again, and they're contributing, but their questions, I, I recognize we are growing. We are building a relationship together and that's sustainable. That's something people will invest in time and time again
1: and that's the that tribes you, keep, you always talk about and uh, just building that tribe of followers that really want to follow, really want to contribute and really want to be a part of, eh, I don't know if movement's the right word, but eh, I guess it is your disruptor well, movement.
0: It is, <laughs> it is. Whether it's a disruptor movement, now the whole movement they're talking about is with, you know, I, I'm partnered with my studio, the app and one of the big conversations that are going all over Facebook is you can pass through credit card fees you know, through the app to your client. There's no reason. Amazon doesn't pay these things. A lot of the big companies don't. They pass them right through as a service fee to their clients. And people are up in arms. Some of them, that's blasphemous. It's illegal. You can't pass on credit card fees to people. It's just part of doing business. And, and I sit there listening to that going, wow, our industry is so archaic. It's yeah. so archaic. Look, next time you buy something, I bought warrior tickets the other night. And it was like a $45 service fee. I went home. I bought Disney on ice tickets for me and my daughter. There's a service fee right on the bottom. There, It's everywhere. everywhere. Yep. Yet we look at, yeah, we look at our industry like, no, 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 it's blasphemous. You cannot do that. But I think that the bigger thing that that I see with that, that's challenging for our industry is that closed mindset, that there's only one way to be successful. And it's, My way. Much Mm -hmm. like the association would not allow you to go outside. They actually guilted you. They made you feel bad. And I mean, if we want to go back to the Bible, come on. Jesus hung out with everybody. Yep. Everybody. You know, he hung out, you know, right. You know, he washed people's feet. He broke bread (laughs) with everybody, man. I mean, come on now. Come on, So who are we to sit there and point fingers from our glass house and say, my way is the only way? Well, I think it's when I stop learning, I stop growing rich, I stop keeping an open heart and open mind to everybody, no matter what their religion, spirituality, political view, whatever it may be. And I stop looking at them as a human is when I have to stand on my soapbox and start campaigning. My way is the best. My way is the best. My way is the best. What a waste of energy. I don't do what I do because I want you to say my way is the best. I do what I do because it's my purpose. It's my why.
1: Yes, sir. Well, and the why and purpose, that's another thing I'd never, ever heard of before. And I attended your conference uh, that same year in Vegas, and you're you're going through – by the way, folks (laughs) – Every seat was packed, and Professor Beliso always goes a step above, above, above and beyond. Why? It's just the right thing to do, and nobody else is doing it, and that serves his purpose and his why. There were chocolates on the table. You know, it's like, whoa, did he have to do that? All the pamphlets were uh, handmade and colored uh, with uh, color ink. Did he have to do that? No, hey, but this, it's just the but, right thing but, to but do. Think
0: about, well, But think about the financial investment. Yes. Each handout ended about 11 sheets in color, in color. for 500, 500 people. Do the math. That's what, three bucks a person? At least $3 a person, you know, $3 a person for that handout. I invested because, again, it's the right thing to do. I want everybody who walked into my event, my seminar within the Super Show, whether you're the guy thinking about opening a school, you're an instructor who wants to open a school, you're a guy with 100 students, or you're a guy with, you know, multiple locations, you're going to walk into my room and you're going to know you're important. And it's that sense of equality that I think is is something, again, lacks in our industry. Why? I'm the, master, I'm the master, you're the lowly student, I'm the senior, you're the junior. No, we're not. We put our pant leg on one leg at a time and our poop stinks. I will say that all day, every day. <laughs> Do I respect you as a human being? Absolutely. You want me to call you mega, mega grandmaster? Sure. Whatever name is respectful for you that you like to be called, rock, rock, you know, rock and roll. That's fine with me. Uh, it's just I think sometimes we we get hidden behind the titles that we get complacent, we get lazy, we stop learning, we stop growing, and once we stop learning and growing, then we're led down this path of insecurity, which leads to envy, jealousy, fear, right? Oh, prejudice, racism, all of it.
1: All of all it. All of it. And it, it gets right and back they, to the very topic you talked about, sir. Mindset. and Mindset, <laughs> mindset, yeah. mindset. And I am living proof yeah. because that organization yeah. at 26 years, that's a lot of data input and not all positive. Mm-hmm. You're the master. You know, your parents should call you master and everybody should call you master. And, and I never felt right in my heart about it, but it was what was being fed into my brain. You know, what you plan is what you're going to yeah. get. And, um, and and it was that egotistical mindset. So yes, anybody that was successful, oh, they're they're, they're uh, McDojo. Oh, they're not doing that. Oh, they've sold out all oh, they've done this all the things which built the envy the fear the jealousy uh, you know and then the prejudice and everything else without even knowing but i get out there and i see people like yourself and belody and, and kiyoshi kovar and i'm like yeah but oh but, my uh, gosh but, but it did just it was, it was just uh, know it, it was a change
0: i upset yeah but i upset a lot of people Yeah, you know, i i spoke at a korean convention and you know for the korean <laughs> oh, master <boy. laughs> it's huge and i told them don't call me a master because one, I'm forever a student. Number two, there is only one master. And to give that title to any kind of human being? Wow. That's, that's a great whoa. Point. whoa. I mean, that alone for me was just anyone, if I could stand that's a Christian and just stand toe to toe and say, how could you possibly use that word master in a human term to somebody else? Well, we're born in God's form. No, no, no. Let's back up. How can you call any human being, you know, who sends a a master, that's insane. That's insane. I I think it's kind of like really just ludicrous to do that. So the Koreans look at me all befuddled. But, you know, when the day's done, just like earning a black belt is not a big deal in Korea. It's part of the growth. An eight-year-old earns a black belt. A 10-year-old, it's just one of the many stepping stones. I saw that big conversation. Well, it should take, you know, a thousand years to get a black belt. No kid should be a third-degree black belt by the time he's 14. You know, who cares? There's a war in the Middle East, right? I'm hoping Korea and the U.S. don't bomb each other, yep. right? And you're, and you're going to spend your time at social media arguing that a 13-year-old kid shouldn't have a third-degree black belt? Who cares? That yep. guy in Florida who's doing it doesn't pay my rent, doesn't live my life, doesn't feed my kids, doesn't contribute to my life. What do I care what he wants to do with his belt ranking system? Yet, our ego wants to say, yes. you know, I mean, if, if I can... Be a little out of the line. My peepee's bigger than your peepee, right? <laughs> no saying, and yeah.
1: So right hook reality, in,
0: <laughs> Right, especially the men in the martial arts. They walk into the room and it becomes, you know, a peepee swinging contest. Yep. And I stand there because I grew up with four sisters. I never live in that that time zone. And and I stand in these speakers meetings, you know, when they're briefing us. And I look around and if everyone's talking, I made this much money. My peepee's <laughs> bigger than yours. Well, you know what? My peepee's <laughs> bigger than yours. And you stand there going, God. You know, if we could take away all of that, Ego. especially some of the, yeah, some <laughs> of the people that don't like me in the industry because they feel my disruptor thinking is a huge threat to our industry, of uh, mm-hmm. their way of life, because it's a new way of thinking. Just like passing through the costs to our clients is a new way of thinking. You know, just like um, Elon Musk, who created the rockets that are reusable, was yeah. was heretic thinking. Um, if I could just sit with any one of them. And you know some of the people out there that really don't like me. Yes, sir. If I just sat in a room with them and we broke bread together, just me and them alone, it would be a totally different day. Totally different day. But you got your posse, you got the press, you got everybody watching you. You can't make me look bad. You can't make
1: me look bad in front of everybody. No, yeah. Because my ego is so fragile and, and built on insecurity, you start chipping yeah. away at that, it's going to come crashing yeah. down. And I can't allow a disruptor well, to do that.
0: yep. And you know me, I'm a big hugger, so I'd be hugging these people that hate me, and I think it would mess them up, man. It'd mess them up. Kill them with love. (laughs) Well, well, but we're really rich. We are all in this thing together. So if you can, go knock on your neighbor's door. You know, bring them some lasagna. If you can, you know, I I mean, you, you see someone struggling with the groceries, go help that lady next door. If you can. You see that kid unsafe in the middle of the street, just rhyme. Hey, are you okay out here? Are you supposed to be out here by yourself? Whatever. And love thy neighbor. Again, that's something that's right there. Right. In black and white, love thy neighbor. You know, it doesn't say no compartmentalized determine you can love this neighbor. You can't love that neighbor. This one's okay. And this one's not. No love thy neighbor. Right. Whether it's Canada, South America, Korea, the middle East, love thy neighbor. And I know that's so, uh, it's not realistic, man. The real world is war and hate and da-da-da-da-da. Well, reality is what we create, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. And, and
0: if we can just, in our own backyard, one person at a time, one step at a time, buy somebody a Starbucks when you're in line next time. You know, just hold the door. And don't worry if they say thank you when someone's hands are full. Right? I hold yeah. the door because I expect you to say thank you to me. <laughs> if you don't say thank you, then I'm going to rant at social media that this really rude person, nobody in America yeah. has manners anymore. That doesn't help, but what I can say is be the example and say, it's really cool. I always hold doors for people. I love practicing good manners. Yeah. That, I think, is love. right? Well, that is, is love. But the, uh, right, but the other one I named, I held this door for somebody and they didn't say thank yeah. you. Everybody in America is rude. They need to learn manners.
1: That's well, negative. Think about this. If we spent the amount of time on being positive and saying thank you and you know doing things for the right reasons as we do on criticizing my gosh you talk about a monumental shift there and it gets right Mm -hmm. back to mindset what are you doing it for i filmed a uh, little video blog not too long ago about when you let somebody out in traffic and they don't wave now did you let them out because you wanted that wave or did you let them out because it was the right thing to do and sure enough You're looking for that wave, and if they don't wave, you're thinking, whatever, I'm never letting anybody out again. So the next person to let out, you don't let out because you're still mad at this person. Oh, once again, why did you do it? Why did you hold the door? You did it for the right reasons. If you get the wave, the thank you, that's icing on the cake. You never know what somebody's going through. And that was a mindset shift for me, too. I had the same thing. Let somebody out. It's like, oh, you son of a gun don't wave at me. What the heck's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with them. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they had a family member pass away. But that is a mindset shift that I've gone through. And I tell you, folks, it is so gosh darn liberating, if you will. It feels so good. What's the one one Kyoshi Kovar says about that? It's some kind of
0: saying from somebody. They're fighting a harder battle, you know. Be careful what you say to someone because they might be fighting a a harder battle than you. you.
1: Yeah, yeah. You never know what anybody's fighting. Uh, Yeah, we never know what any battle or any battle that anyone's fighting. So just treat them the way you'd like to be treated, almost like the golden rule back and forth.
0: Well, see, and and the challenge with that is if I'm waiting for the wave, I'm waiting for the thank you, guess what? People own my thought process, people own my mindset and
1: action. Yes. Right? You are no longer in control then. You are no longer in control because you have given ownership to them and your happiness depends on if they wave or not. Wow, yes. Correct,
0: Correct. So, so what I've learned about that is to detach myself from the result. I've learned to really, if I'm going to be a better version of myself every day, then I hold that door for people because it helps me be a better version of myself. I let that person go ahead of me uh, you know, in traffic, because that helps me be a better version yes. of myself. See, the minute I, I attach it to something like I want to wave, I want approval, I want to thank you, then it's skewed. I'm no longer doing it for the pure gain of being a better version of myself. So I've really learned to do that. People ask me, well, you know, you, you, know, you get paid a lot for that, but then you do that for free. Why do you do that when you can get paid all the time?
1: <laughs> because it's the right thing to do. Well, it, it, back to the Starbucks example or if, you know, pay for somebody or even in the drive through just randomly pay for somebody behind you I mean, you talk about making their day, but once again, and and I say this from both sides of the fence, because before I would do it, but in my heart, in the heart, maybe it was my right, but in the mind, I was like, well, I'm doing this because I hope somebody does it for me. But I always had that, is anybody ever going to do it for me? And I'm looking for it as opposed to just doing it. But once you change that mindset and you, from the heart, do it because you just want to make somebody's day. My massage therapist, which by the way, Professor Beliso is the one that smacked me around about, hey, you need to take time for yourself to get massage. Well, yeah. yeah, I don't have time. Well, yeah, I made every excuse under the sun. And he said, look, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not properly taking care of everybody else. So I've got a massage package now. I go every other week Good and get one. You. Yeah. And, and thank uh, you very much for smacking me around and just saying it instead I, of the... I got you beat on that, Rich. I go twice a week now. Yeah, I know you did. I'm going to have to pick it up. I, I knew you were going to do that, but uh, it's great. But <laughs> my, my, my point is, uh, my massage therapist, I, hey, how's your day going? Just talking to her. She goes, well, I was in a little yeah. bit of a rush today and I went through um, Panera and they gave me the wrong soup and uh, she goes it was fine but I was really wanting to try that new soup so after my massage what did I do I went right to Panera got, got her the soup her brought the it soup. back and just left it on put it on the counter could you give this to Naima whenever she's uh, she's done I saw her yesterday yeah. and a big tear in her eyes she goes can I give you a hug I said well, absolutely thank you so much that was the nicest thing mm-hmm. and what did it cost me you know five bucks for soup and then 10 minutes of my time but guess what it did it gave her, I mean, it gave her like, yes, somebody really cares. And that girl works her butt off. And, and that's why right. I talk about all the time. We always, seems like society always takes time to complain and criticize on what went wrong. But, man, if we could use mm-hmm. that same amount of time to praise somebody, to go out of our way, to do something for somebody. And I'm not saying false praise. But, dang it, if you've got a massage therapist or if you've got a teacher at school that is going out of their way, just take the second, take some time and say thank you. Buy them a card, buy them some chocolate, whatever. Just do that because you never know how far that's going to go. You never know what kind of day they're having. And you never know, as Kiyoshi Kovar said, what kind of battle they're fighting. And that little thank right. you, that little bit of appreciation Absolutely. goes such a long way. And folks, Absolutely. mindset, 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 and then the law of attraction. It happens, it happens, it happens. It does.
0: And if you pay it forward mindfully, <sighs> If you're constantly paying it forward, if you're giving more than you expect in return or not expecting anything in return, as we're discussing, you would be amazed the miracles that unfold. But see, I growing up very poor, everything was the law of scarcity. We had to, you know, get, keep the electricity on. We had to pay rent. I didn't know when we were going to eat some days. So I got to get mine, mm-hmm. you know, before you take it from me. You know, what's in it for me? I got to get over on this situation and that's the law of scarcity. And all you do is deplete your resources, you deplete your relationships, you deplete everything for that type of mindset. But my grandma was very amazing you know. with that, brought seven kids over here from the Philippines with a little coffee shop she raised. She'd feed you, everybody. It was in the tenderloin, whether you could pay or not. And that blew my mind that a woman with so little monetarily had so much you know, she had one piece of bread and there were four of us. She'd cut that piece of bread into four. And then going back to the Bible, yeah. you know what Jesus did with a loaf of bread?
1: <laughs> yes, it was.
0: So, right. So she would. She would take that one piece of bread, if that's all we had, and there were four of us sitting there, she'd cut it into, a fo- into four, into quarters. And that was the best quarter piece of bread I ever had because we all
1: shared it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, it, it's just and folks listening it, man obviously you can hear the passion in both of our voices and uh, this is this is the law of attraction these are the people i i've, I've i hopefully i say attracted into my life but uh, i'm very grateful that they've allowed me to be in their lives because it's just it's unbelievable and i'll tell you when i first started hearing this i thought it was all jibber jabber because i had so many years of dirt the scarcity mindset Planted in my brain. And I'll tell you, those things, those seeds and weeds try and pop up every once in a while because of so many years, but I'm quick to get out the roundup, so to speak, and kill those babies off. Focus on the positive, focus on the positive. And it's amazing what will happen. And doing it for the right reasons, doing it for the love, but the return you get. If you're in a business world, everybody's about the ROI, return on investment, return on investment. Your return is better and greater than anything you can ever imagine. And that feeling inside, and then you're paying it forward. I'm getting all goosey and tongue-tied again. Holy cow. Woo, this is good. Well, I, I mean, even
0: Gary Vee said that, you know, the Mr. Hustle guy, blah, blah, blah. He said, what is your ROI on caring? It's immeasurable, right? Yes, it is. What is is your ROI in caring for people? And nobody cares what you know until they know that you care. So on a business level, if you can genuinely be a business that cares, be a business that gives back, you'd just be amazed. What can happen? What can happen? It's powerful.
1: Yes, it is. Um,
0: And we do that all the time. I mean, we give back service-wise, volunteering our programs, our birthday parties. We donate left and right. We donate money to the school system you know, that's who we cater to. We cater to kids. So you'll constantly find us giving money, you know, constantly giving away stuff all the time, all the time, yep, all the time.
1: And it's uh, something I shared with our team the other day. It's another Jim Rome quote. It's all about who are you becoming? You know, in a job, too many people are, what am I getting from this job? How much am I getting paid? How mm-hmm. much vacation time am I getting? He said, the mindset should be Who are you becoming? What are you learning? And how is this making you a better person as you grow? And with a scarcity mindset, like you'd mentioned, you're always trying to kind of get over on one. You're trying to not necessarily take advantage, but exploit an opportunity. And if somebody gets hurt in the process, eh, oh, well, at least I benefited. That's a mindset. I, I, I used to never, ever admit this. But like you always say, sir, roll back, peel back the layers of the onion, you know, be exposed and say, look, I've made mistakes. I'm human, but gosh darn it, I'm doing what I can to learn from those mistakes. And if I can share my shortfalls or shortcomings with you and help you overcome those and not think that way when you know in your heart it's not the right thing to think, but maybe you've been conditioned that way, it's never, ever Who are you becoming? And every time you take a shortcut, every time you try and, you know, eh, you know what, this isn't going to matter. Every time you compromise your core values, you're once again chipping away at that, chipping away at that. The other day at at, uh, Home Depot, I grabbed some nails and apartment I don't know, aisle number fifteen, and I walked all the way down, and I realized, oh, you know what? Here's the ones I want in the electrical aisle. Now I was tempted just to put those nails right there mm-hmm. in the electrical aisle and say, hey, somebody else can. That's what they get paid to do. I was tempted to do it because I've done it before, but I said, no, I am yep. not compromising. It's not going to hurt me. Matter of fact, it's going to be good for me to walk fifteen more aisles down and put those doggone nails back where they belong. And guess what happened? Craziness. And this isn't going to happen every time. I run into somebody I haven't seen excuse me, seen for probably 10 years and we had the best conversation that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have taken those nails back. Now that doesn't mean it, you know, it's going to happen every time, but two good things happened. I got to see somebody I haven't seen before and I felt better about not sacrificing my core values. Once again, kind of a win for the, you know what? It's the right thing to do team.
0: <laughs> well, and that's why I, I try to live by, it's not the little things that matter. It's everything that matters. Ugh. And, and awesome. even back in the day when I would lie and cheat and do things that were inappropriate, I said, well, nobody knows about it. Yes. So, you know, and it's <laughs> almost that, again, that scarcity mindset. I got away with it. Ooh, I got away with it. But you know what I realized? I knew I had lied. I knew I had cheated. And so at a subconscious level, it just ate away at me. I mean, unless you're some freaking amiibo, you know, some Cro-Magnum, you have to have a conscience of some sort, right, of some sort, and it did. It wore on my soul, and eventually it tore me down, and that's when the beginning of change really happened from living that insanity of trying to get over living from the insanity of what's in it for me, living from the insanity that to be greedy and needy, living in that insanity. I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I said, well, there's got to be a better way. There really does.
1: I mean, it's and unfortunate sometimes I, you got to hit that rock bottom where you're like, what in absolutely. the heck, in order to build back up? Because what is it, the fear of um, the fear of change? or I'm mean, sorry, the fear that you're currently in of um, your current situation has to be stronger than that fear of change. And once you hit that level yeah. of, you know what, I, 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 I got to do better somehow, some way. Yeah. And well,
0: check this out, Rich. <laughs> Write this down. Yes, sir. This is how low I got. This is how low I got in my life. I was so low. I had to hide in the grass so the ants wouldn't piss on me. <laughs> okay. That's pretty low, man. If you're sitting lower than an ant, you're pretty low. And for me to have that image in my mind, I was pretty low. That's pretty low. And I remember when I first started going through that, that process, when I was like in a cocoon, I used to lie on the floor. I couldn't lie in bed. I'd lie on the floor sideways with my face flat on the floor, just crying, you know, purging getting out all these things, this guilt. And I had to stay low because I felt low. So I needed to be low, physically low to the ground. I would lay with my face sideways, pressed against the ground because that's as low as I could get because that's what I felt. I physically need to be, I needed to really be in that place because we can rationalize and lie. I mean, we all do it and justify our inappropriate behavior. Well, I, I didn't lie to you, I just didn't tell you. No, 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 you lied. (laughs) You lied, right? I I needed to be with that, though. I needed to be with anything, everything I had done wrong. And then, well, don't beat yourself up over it. No, I need to be accountable here. What's wrong is wrong. And I would. I would lie on the floor hours at a time in the darkness crying for everything I had did because I knew I was better than that. I knew God had more for me here in this world. And I had chose. I said that yesterday in that podcast. he was kind of insist that we don't have a choice. Yes, you do. Mm. You always have a choice. Well, what if the guy who gets cancer stage four is going to die in six months? He can choose to die gracefully, or he could choose to go out, you know, being a butthead. I mean, that's a choice, right? There's still some choice we have in everything. And to knew that I knew that I had squandered that I knew better, rich, and I still chose to act inappropriately. That's what I needed to embrace, is that I had
1: chosen to do that when I knew better. That's amazing. Folks, listen to the humility there. Listen to the humility there. We've all done it, and we're not pointing fingers. We're just opening it up and saying, hey, we're human beings too. I wrote that down, as you said, sir. I was so low that I had to hide in the grass to keep the ants from peeing on me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> too <awesome>. low, man. <laughs> That's, how much uh, lower than that can you possibly? get? I, I, I don't know if
1: you have to dig in the I ground know. there. I, I'm not sure. So the worms, so the worms don't pee on you. I don't know what the <laughs> next step is.
0: <laughs> I don't know what the next step. Is. But see, you see that when I started to be able to do that, and it's all in my book, right? Live, learn, and grow. Uh, yes, folks, it is. If you folks. want to read something great? Go to Amazon, pick it up. People wanted a business book out of me, and I said no. I'm, I'm for me personally at this point in my life. Uh, And and I recognize if I can be this transparent, if I can bear myself to the world, then all that energy of pomp and circumstance, look at me. Hey, I'm standing in front of an expensive car. Look at my video. I got lots of books by me. See, I'm really intelligent. I don't want to live that way. What you see is what you get. And when the whole thing started with the disruptors, you know, people would like to think that's this big, well-thought-out marketing scheme. No, it wasn't. Some guy named Hung Tran called me a disruptor. I thought it was cool because it means you're Thanks, being man. innovative. Yeah, the black beanie. One night there were people over the house. I, I had to do the show. So I went out in the backyard and it was cold. So I threw on a black beanie and all there was was a spotlight. So I looked like a floating head. Someone said, wow, that's marketing genius. The whole disruptor and the floating head and the black beanie. And I'm looking at them going, uh, it was all accident, man. It's all accident. you know." And, and, and the reason I bring that up is because a lot of life that happens, like John Lennon said, life is something that happens while we're busy, busy. making other yep. plans. Yep. You know, my inability to adapt to keep pushing the square peg in the round hole is what causes me the biggest pain. So the why and purpose really came out of just letting go. Letting go of all of my preconditioned thinking of just simply doing it my way. And really, people would say, well, what do you pray for? All I pray for every day is for God's will. I don't know what that means. I don't know what you know. The mystery is what he's got planned for me. That's all I pray for. God's will, because I know myself will. That got me into a lot of trouble, Rich. A yeah. lot of trouble.
1: Well, and speaking of, uh, well, gosh, so so many things. Bang, and uh, and I keep reiterating, folks, but mindset, all those things. If you get used to and condition yourself and develop a habit of taking that shortcut. The first time is always the toughest. Just like when you, you know, make an excuse why you can't go to the gym, why you can't work out, or why you chose to do this. That first one's tough. But then once you condition yourself, it gets easier and easier and easier, and then it's a harder habit to break. I it, since we're baring our soul, I don't know how many times, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but it's it's just the honest and goodness truth. When I would make goofball mistakes, and I mean, you know, I mean nothing horribly severe, but I did some wrong things, one hundred percent. I would this is horrible, but I'm telling you, I would blame God. God, you made me this way. Why'd you make me do that? Horrible. Yeah, I've done that one. Horrible. I've done that one. Horrible. I mean, Uh, it's just a wrong mindset of, you know what, it's it's gotta be somebody else's fault because it can't possibly be mine. Folks, since I've changed that mindset, accept responsibility. My team makes a goof up. I I say, look, you know, it's we could have done better, but you know what? I could have done better of preparing you for that. So let's work together on this. I'll be the one to apologize to the parent and say, look, It was my fault. I should have prepared the team a little bit better. Let's work to find a solution and move forward. And the looks these parents give, now most of them understand our philosophy now, especially the ones that have been with us for a while, but the new ones coming in, they're like, what? Well, back to service. And because of you, sir, once again, just planting that right seed. We've got a concession bar area where we've got uh, coffee and tea and uh, water and pretzels and graham crackers and some other stuff. It's all on their honor. They throw a dollar or two in the jar, but 100% of that goes to a local charity. Every single month. We've been doing that for over a year now. And we average about five hundred bucks a month. Now we buy the stuff and our money cool. that we buy just goes in there. But it's almost five hundred dollars a month to a local charity and people enjoy that. So when new people come in, we tell them that. I say, hey man, save your eight bucks at Starbucks. Come here and throw two bucks in here, and make the coffee the way you want, and you're helping serve somebody else. And like, oh my gosh, nobody does that. And the look I get is almost like, yeah, but and I just flat out tell them right up front, hey guys, we're here to create the best possible experience for you and your child. We want to have the kids where have what we're called karate fun on the mat where they're enjoying themselves. And in the midst of that, we sneak in the manners, the discipline, the respect, the protocol, the attitude, the effort and the yes sirs, the no sirs. And the parents are like holy cow. So we call it karate fun with martial arts values. But I also say we have no 12 month contracts anymore. It's month to month. And I say, if we're, if we're not the right fit for you, for some reason, if we're not serving your needs, come to us. No harm, no foul. We'll, we'll, we'll cancel this thing and I'll do what I can to find something that's more suited for you. And it's just yeah. such an amazing feeling. And what you shared last yeah. week was thank you cards uh, when people actually quit, treat them the same way when they quit as when they were first there. That's amazing.
0: But it isn't.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's not, it isn't. but it is. I mean,
0: <laughs> it, is. It, it isn't. It's what we should do as human beings. Yes. You know, I would love to believe it's some incredible, you know, new way thinking I'm, I'm light years ahead of everybody. No, it's not. You should give people love, whether they choose to be with you or not.
1: It's almost right? like society is so, is conditioned us to forget how to love others. Yesterday, absolutely. I was at um, absolutely um, Subway, and I had my jacket on, which has got our, our Grogan's Martial Arts uh, logo on there. And there's this guy. Mm-hmm. I would say he's probably in his 80s, and he's he's you know getting a sub ready, and uh, he looks over at me, and I say, "Hey, sir, how are you today?" And he goes. I'm fine. He goes, are are you that Grogan guy? I said, yes, sir. He said, "Uh, so you're one of the teachers over there? I said, well, I'm I'm Rich Grogan. What's your name, (laughs) sir? And introduced myself. And he goes, you know what? You do pretty good stuff over there. He said, I hear a lot of good things about you. And, you know, sometimes that karate is all wrong, all wrong. But what I hear you're doing over there is really, really good. And I said, well, sir, that really touches my heart. Thank you very, very much. And he looked me up and down and he goes, And you got that quiet confidence about you. I really, really like that. He goes, sir. He told me, sir. He goes, I want you to keep doing Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Now, that made me, you know, because we have our ups and downs in business, right? And there's sometimes you think, what the heck, you know, (laughs) with this going on. But for this guy who could have said anything he wanted, you know, 80, and I would still say yes, sir, because out of respect for who he is, he took the time to say that. I went back and shared that Mm -hmm. with my team. I got all goosey and teary-eyed. That meant the Mm -hmm. world to me. And it wouldn't happen. Once again, if I didn't have the influence of, of you and so many other awesome uh, uh, rock star martial artist mentors planting those seeds, and as I mentioned last time, last year, we were the uh, business of the year in our community, the business of the year. Yeah. I mean, that's it went from just being another karate place to business of the year by doing the right thing, by our self-defense classes, 100% of those, like we're having another one this month is going to St. Baldrick's, which is—we've um, got one of our students who's getting donations. She's a pretty little blonde girl, got long blonde hair, but she's going to have her head shaved for St. Baldrick's, which is for childhood right, uh, child, cancer. Yeah. And, uh, and that's powerful we put that in the newsletter where that's 100 of the concession sales 100 of the self-defense class coming up next week so we're going to have well over a thousand dollars well we put it in the newsletter with not really telling the mom just put it in there because it's the right thing to do the mom called us up crying and saying oh my gosh that's the most wonderful thing in the world and it's just those little bitty things just taking time out to do those little things and it's addicting folks You start doing it, and it feels good, and you want that feel good, so you do more. You do more. And before you know it, you got two or three people doing it, four or five people doing it. Now you got a tribe of people doing it. And that, that's our mission, making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live.
0: Well, it is. And you would be amazed, and I'm going to say this passionately, you know, don't get me wrong. I am a very smart businessman. (laughs) You know, I understand that. People used to tell me, well, you know, it's just the way it is. It's business. It's not personal. I said, no, no, you can I believe you can do both. I mean, God put money here. So why wouldn't I want to be really well off? Why not? I know what it's like to be really, really poor. But can I be really wealthy financially and be spiritually wealthy and be mentally wealthy and be physically wealthy and be relationship wealthy and community wealthy? Can I be all? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So that really was a huge turning point in my life. Again, going back to my grandma in the coffee shops, it was just very real to do that. To do that, to whether I had a dime in my pocket, if I had that one piece of bread and there were eight people, I'd cut it into eight pieces and we each get a little piece of the pie. I did that from day one in my business, even when I was struggling. And you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. And so I think that's what unnerves our industry so much with my teachings and my, someone called me a preacher, you know, one of these guys, top guys in the industry. And I said, I take that as a compliment because how can we be martial arts that preach integrity and honor and doing the right thing and all that. And then we turn around and we're molesting little girls in our school. Right. And and we're taking someone to court over a contract because they lose their jobs and can't pay it. But you got to pay me because you're in this contract. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. And I don't mean to point fingers because if I have one finger pointed at you, which yeah, I have three pointed back at me, I'm just saying, look at the fact every day, some instructors molesting, some kids, we get it almost regularly now in the martial arts industry regularly. Yet yeah. yeah. we teach honor, respect, doing the right thing and all that. So uh, I think it's very important for me on an everyday basis, just by example. So I'm not pointing a finger because it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. Who am I to judge anybody? I'm, no, I'm nobody to judge anybody. So what I try to do to curtail that negative thinking, that type of stinking thinking for me, yep. is I just go, what, what can I do more to be a better example? What can I do more? You know, what can I do more? What more can I give to my community? What more can I do? And those are the posts I post. Hey, we sponsor a softball team. Hey, this Saturday's their first game. We are giving them a little goodie bag with some healthy treats, you know, to get them through the game. Hey, we're going to throw a party for them once the, the season's over and they give away their trophies. We're going to have a little party at our school. That I can do. I can't go, everybody in the industry, you must sponsor a softball team <laughs> now. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, but we tend to want to do that. We tend to want to do that on a human level because everybody wants company. I want people to align with me, be part of my tribe, go look at Brandon. He's so cool. Everybody look at him. And, you know, it's not, I'll tell you, my work is not always the most. Um. God, what's a polite word? It's a very lonely. It's lonely at the yeah, top. Yeah, yes, it is. And I don't mean that because I am not a victim. I choose to be where I am. This is where God has placed me. This is my purpose. This is my purpose. I get that. I get that. So, but what I'm trying to share with people is, if we live from that victim mindset yep. and we live from that, you know, okay, I'm going to do this way. Is anyone looking? Everybody's okay. Everybody's looking.
1: Take the picture. Right. Right. Yep. Right. And we what? see that all the time. We, we do. Especially and that, with social media. And that's, and once again, I'm going to say shallow because I've been shallow and have done that before. I really have. But trying to change that mindset, I always had the big checkout. And my wife, Desi, she'd said, oh, are, are you doing this? You know, uh, when giving ties, the left hand should know what the right hand's giving. So, yeah, yeah, that's a great uh, one. the, then the kind of mix on that is if I wouldn't have seen, you know, Kevin Waldersmith doing that with a big check, I wouldn't have done what we've been doing. So it has some purpose. And I guess the thing I always like to clarify is, look, we're doing this, yes, to let people know we're doing some good things, but more now. And that's a mindset shift again. Hey, if I can do this, if I can give our, you know, 500 bucks a month to uh, of our concession sales, to charity, guess what? So can you. And that's going to even contribute more to whatever local charity we're giving to. And folks yeah, at first,
0: and it, and it creates awareness. Like I choose not to do the big check. That's not my thing, but Kevin does. And by the great, I mean, God, bless Wait, Kevin soul? I think he gives like $70,000 oh a year I know. back to the school districts. Right. So rock and roll If that creates more awareness and inspires more people. You know, here's my little story. I was at this big gala event right at the end of the gala. I stood up and took the microphone from the auctioneer and I said, one martial arts would like to donate $3,000. Then some other guy stood up and walked up. Well, if you're gonna give three thousand, <laughs> I'm giving three thousand three thousand eight hundred. Then this other guy got up and said, You Asians love the number eight, huh? You know, which one of you Asian people are gonna get up and do eight, 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 eight? Now he was just making a joke. He didn't mean to be racist. So the other oh. guy came back and said, I will tell you what, I'll give eight thousand eight hundred and eighty eight dollars. If you give eight thousand, so within five minutes I triggered twenty thousand dollars more rates for the school district, just with me standing up and saying, hey, we're going to donate $3,000. And all of a sudden, it turned into 20 well, sir, So you'd never, you're, yeah. you'd be amazed. But I, I didn't use that as an opportunity, right. you know, and take a picture and do this and do this. That wasn't my intent. But is it mindful? Should you let people know in the community that you gave? Absolutely. Because then more people will come to you and want you to give to them. And you can continue and perpetuate that. So when Kevin stands there with that, check giving all that money to the school district you don't think other schools are reaching out to him i hope they are yep i hope they are well in so what you would like to say well is that trust. self-serving is that <laughs> self-serving well yeah but it also serves the community so can i do both absolutely Absolutely. i think absolutely i'm very proud of kevin, kevin Sure.
1: he's a great so guy great guy but yeah i would have he never is. never uh, thought of that because you just don't know what you don't know but i think back to the, the gala you went to. You did it with the right mindset and the right attitude, and you've gained that trust in your your tribe, your community, that they know yep. you're not up there yep. just trying to do a political thing or just nope. trying to do a, hey, this is what I'm doing. Everybody look at me. You did it for the right reasons. Nope. It came from the heart, and people can feel that. They can feel it when it's from the heart, you know, and they can also feel it when you're faking it or when it's all about me. It, it, just any time we've went and saw or listened to a speaker, we can tell the ones that generally care about getting the message across to help us or the ones that are there just to gloat and pat their, you know... To their own horn. You feel it. It's a well, feeling. They,
0: yeah, because they'll sit there. They'll give you 5% of information and then tell you if you want the other 90, <laughs> 95% by my program. Yep. And, and to me, see, there's an example of what's self-serving, Rich, and, and is not serving the community. When I When I speak, and you know when I speak, I give you everything. I lay it out. I give you everything I got. You know? yep. And for me, that's just what I choose because part of it was ignorance. I, 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 I did not know, Rich, you were supposed to stand there and give them 5% and what the whistle and then get them to come to your booth. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I honestly did not know that, Rich. I honestly did not know that.
1: And that, that, that's a good part about, uh, you know, just coming from the heart, not knowing, sometimes not knowing what you don't know is a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then how do you find out? You surround yourself with people who are doing it for the right reasons. And, folks, uh, the the Vegas Super Show, once again, Professor Bleso, that conference I went to and you were there, sir, you had, well, 500-something people in your room. And some of the people, John Bouchard. I mean, one of the most humble, but yet wealthiest, probably martial artist we know, but yet he was yeah. in there because he wanted to learn more. And I remember you kind of went around the room and asking people what their what their why was. And this is before I knew what the heck a why was. And yet you asked me, and I was honored, and I was excited, and I said, well, we teach confidence, and we're going to help the kids with manners, and we're going to help with this. And you said... Hey forgive me, but that's all regurgitated (laughs) bullcrap. He said, what is your why? Why? How are you different than Johnny down the street? How are you different than the other hundred martial artists? And I'm like, "I, I don't know. So I began then working on our mission, our purpose, our why I read the book by Simon Sinek, start with why, and just trying to inundate myself with what is that why? What is that why? And our why is simple. We are making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering kids and adults to believe in themselves and respect others. Done. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah.
0: yeah. And everybody's why is different. And the oh, beautiful yeah. thing about that, Rich, is nobody should tell you that your why is wrong or <laughs> right. or, or you, it, and Nobody should do that because it's your version of success. It's your life, and that's what's beautiful. God made each and every one of us so unique and special. And, and to not manifest that, to not delve into that why and live a life that's your why and not mine, not anybody else's, I think is squandering the greatest gift we've been given.
1: Of being ourselves. It
0: really is, because God makes us. I know we're made in God's light, but he also makes every one of us special and unique. There's only one rich in the whole world.
1: Right. The so mold, why you mold spend was really time... broke.
0: <laughs> yeah, the so mold why would you spend that time, you know, knowing thyself? really learning about thyself to that point of, of to where you can really fulfill your purpose in the world. Because once I knew why I was here and I stopped living purely from self-will, yep. that's when things began to change. That's when things began to expand in the law of abundance, law of attraction. That book, The Secret, all that yes. stuff started to make sense. All of it made a lot of sense. And I know, you know people that live a very physical plane of money and Objects and cars and houses. That's a bunch of California kumbaya tree hugging people. That's cool. You know, that's Uh, cool. Uh, If it gives me peace and balance, I'll hug a tree any day.
1: You're darn right. Well, and and then it gets back to folks what professor police was talking about here you're one in 7.5 billion people on this planet you are made different unique than anybody else utilize those god-given talents and abilities to be you don't be a cheap replica of somebody else and don't compare yourself to somebody else and professor when you first mentioned your your why and your purpose and one martial arts man it was beautiful and i'm like gosh darn oh man i really like that but That's not that's not mine. You know, what I mean, as much as I and I'm serious, I'm just telling you, I wanted to you know what I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to borrow and it's okay to borrow bits and pieces. But that was never mine. And the sign offs on your videos or your videos, your speeches and everything else. um, You. uh, uh, Oh, my gosh. Tell me what it is your best live your best life live your yeah you live your best life get out there live. and live your best life live your best life and, and uh, how can I forget that <laughs> but I, I saw that I'm like oh my gosh what is mine I kept going and going in my or purpose and mission statement what I've been working on for about four straight years now and it keeps changing but I want to feel yeah. it in my heart I want to feel it and know that's what I'm here for and that's what my sign off you get out there and do your best and I promise you'll be your very best because that's what I'm always telling kids. Look, I believe in you, but you have to believe in yourself. And the only way to really, truly believe in yourself is knowing your heart. You're given your best. And then you receive the greatest reward ever. And that is you become the best you you can be. Not the best professor, Beliso, Not the best Rich Grogan. Not the best Kiyoshi Dave Kovar, Chip Downs. And the best you. And I will never be as good as mm-hmm. you because it's you. And of course, you'll never be as good as me because you're not me. But why would you want to be me? So sharing those things. But that gets back to the whole topic of this whole podcast. Folks, mindset, mindset, mindset. And your book, Live, Learn, and Grow, Lessons of a Reluctant Tiger. Folks, check that baby out on Amazon. It's it's a real, real easy read because it's written from the heart. It's written from the heart and just – I guess, kind of exposing your flaws, exposing your warts, as you like to call it, all the things that happened to you, that you're a human being, but gosh darn it, you want to tell others that may have suffered far worse than you have. You can do it, but you got to believe in yourself in order to do it. But first things first, you must admit that you have faults. You must admit that your ego may be out of control and check that baby. Be humble, be successful, be the best person you can be. And from you, sir, live your best life.
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely. But I think that the gift as an educator, Kyoshi Kovar took one of his instructors boot camps and he had a kid come up and he says, how high can you kick? And the kid said, oh, about yay high. And Kyoshi Kovar took the pad and raised it another foot. He says, I believe you can kick Kick this high. Go ahead. And And the kid kicked it. He said, see, so we have the opportunity as an educator to help people discover what is their best through the process. We should never tell them this is your best. But we should, through the process, guide, inspire, nurture to help them discover what their best is.
1: Sure. Well, I, and it gets back to uh, with that mindset, everyone needs a coach. I mean, even the greatest athletes in the world. I know. Last uh, podcast we referenced the book Relentless, and uh, in the about pushing further. A lot of times, we can push ourselves to a certain point. But we need somebody who believes in us to push us a little bit more, that mentor that believes in us to give us that belief back in ourselves, especially when we've lost that confidence. And that's the beautiful thing yeah. about surrounding yourself with people that you know, you know their heart is in the right spot, and you know they want to help you. And with that in, uh, being said, when I first started doing the video blogs uh, three or four years ago, and folks, it started with one. It started with one. I look back on those now and I'm like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) they they weren't the best. But I I didn't know what I was doing. I just did the best I could. And slowly but surely, because nothing happens overnight, I've got four, almost five years of video blogs, those little bitty blogs and now the Facebook lives and, you know, all the positive posts and quotes and everything that's on my page. You look back over the past five years, you won't find one negative post. Why? And now there's been opportunities. There's been opportunities for me to say stuff that I've wanted to. But what good is it going to do? And how is that going to serve my purpose? Mm-hmm. And am I going to feel bad about it? You know, the old, uh, uh, what's the old grandma rule? If um, if you would be embarrassed the next day for grandma to read it in the paper, <laughs> then don't do it today. Now, there's a lot of things in the past that, oh my gosh, grandma was probably really ashamed of Richie, but not anymore because I've made that conscious choice. Now, there's opportunities to misbehave. They're always there. But make the right choice. And the there. more you do that, you're strengthening those those perseverance muscles to not uh give in or cave into temptation and that's the beauty of the mindset folks the beauty of mindset
0: well and I, and I think but see please you know when i say that to folks i want you to be mindful that you need to honor your feelings if you're sad if you're mad you know we, we do that from day one when we're a kid stop crying <laughs> stop crying stop
1: crying or i'll give you something you know, to cry think, about
0: uh, <laughs> to make oh, it even yeah. worse so right so i i think with that if you have a negative feeling, if you don't acknowledge it, embrace it, and recognize and label it and process it, then sometimes you don't work through it. I, I, for me, the biggest thing was I was ashamed that I had been molested. I felt guilty. It was that like I was it was molested. your fault. Yep. Correct. Correct. So I walked around, and that's bad shame. I should not be ashamed for that. I should be ashamed if I go sleep with my neighbor's wife right? That's inappropriate, but I should not be ashamed or feel guilty because as a child I was violated. See, so there's a big difference there, but it starts with, stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about, where we're taught not to honor our feelings. So there's a big difference there. I'm not saying run around going, come on, be happy. I'm saying, yeah, I can be sad, I can label it, I can journal about it, I can mourn and go through all the human processes when something ends or somebody dies, you know, anger, mourning, sadness, all the different things remorse but eventually what what i know as a skill set is eventually i make the choice to let it give way to the light or i continue to go down that dark road of despair into depression into suicidal tendencies into all of that because you can very easily you know go that route too so at some point while you're processing these emotions and honoring your feelings we need to get through to the other side. And to me, I know, because we talk about the positive side, that you know, it can't rain all the time. Nope. And the darkness always gives
1: way to the light, always. It, it, it does, if you have that mindset. Look, yeah, this is a bad day. A lot of bad things are happening. But you know what? I'm going to, as you said, I'm going to absorb my feelings. And I think where people sometimes go wrong is they post all that sympathetic stuff, which they have reason to be. I have no idea what they're going through on Facebook just to get the, oh, you know, the sympathy back. Now, that's, I guess it's okay, but sometimes it turns into a self-fulfilling prophecy, as Tony Robbins said, and you spiral completely out of control where you're in such a depression that you can't dig your way out of. So, yeah, obviously be very, very and careful of that. that. I love that self-fulfilling prophecy. I see it so clearly. Cause we are, I
0: mean, anytime, you know, I say this with children, people love attention. We can't differentiate between positive attention and negative oh, attention. Gosh, oh, I me. love the sympathy card. Look at me, I'm the victim. Everybody, you know, give me attention. And sometimes sympathetic attention is a whole lot better, you know, than just, hey, how you doing today? You know, that type of attention. So we do, we, we thrive on that as people. We do, right? Yep. We do it. And, and just to be mindful, again, going back to the mindset and, and my why, what is my motivation here? Why am I going to post that, you know, my mother died today? Why am I going to do that publicly? Whereas some yep. cultures, it's a very private matter, sure. and, it, and it's something very personal, right? So And and for me, my personal life is very private, very seldom will you see a picture of my kids at my Facebook, a picture of my family, very rarely. It's like when I do, people think, oh, wow, that's amazing. But very, very rarely because my personal life is just that. It's my personal life. You know, social media for me is, is for what I do. You know, it's for there. what I do with my speaking and my teaching. and everything. But again, that's my version of success. Some people love posting, you know, what ails them and what's going on in life. Sure. And if you post a picture of me dying in a bed, I'm gonna be very pissed. You know, and you see that people will post pictures of their, their grandparents dying in a bed. Oh, and for me, see, this is me. Who's it for? for Who's it for?
1: Right. I mean, is it for you? Right. And for you to say, oh, 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 or is it for, yeah, and that's the, I think that's where the mindset has shifted. Uh, Right. Well, not shifted. That's kind of the societal way. What's in it for me? Am I going to get the sympathy that I think I need? And maybe some people need it. I'm not saying that. I just know that the number of people that I've loved, blocked, and deleted now, every single time you'd see a post from them, it would be, oh, poor me, another bad day, another one of those days. And a lot of times I used to reply, "What? when isn't another one of those days? Come on. You're better than that. But obviously, right. then they it, it turns into a war and a feud, which I never wanted. So a lot of times I just let it go, love no. block and delete. No, but-
0: but honestly, when I see those types of pictures, I, I, I look at the person who's dying in that bed yep, and I look at their face and I'm going, I don't I don't know, you know? I, I don't know if that's what they would really want. You know, and sometimes I feel like, you know, I know they might be at the end of their life and, and they may not be fully present, but I, I want to say sometimes, did you ask them if that's cool? Don't you think dying is, Something they just want family there. Are you sure that's cool? No. Are you sure that's cool? Are are they okay with that?
1: Yep. Well, it's (laughs) everything we've been talking about. You know, being mindful, such a beautiful word. Mindfulness, you know, mindset. And, And folks, I can't drive this point home enough. I knew none of this stuff none of this stuff until five years ago until i opened my mind becoming more aware and uh, i guess pretty much dropping my ego and uh, back to the master line i mean that was earlier on you know i was master grogan and and i guess i'm still master grogan because that's the kids know me for so many years at the studio but i'd let them know now it's master learner is what that is i'm a master at learning more so i can educate you to the very best of my abilities because i am educating myself to the best of my abilities with the people i'm surrounding myself with White belt mindset, always a learner. So a master learner is kind of how I've, and you know, I guess swallowed the, the the ego and the pride on twisting that around a little bit. And not everybody digs that, but man, that makes me feel good about who I am. And it holds a torch for my up and coming uh, soon to be fourth degree black belts for them to understand that as well. All right. Well, Professor, thank you so very, very much again. My goodness, listeners, you treat, 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 treat. As always, make sure you share this with others who can benefit so we can keep building that tribe. Professor, any last, uh, I guess, send off notes and please let everybody know how they can get a hold of you?
0: Um, well, first let me know how you can get a hold of me. You can find me at Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, all of the above, YouTube, tons of YouTube videos are out there. You can definitely uh, Facebook and com. Uh, pick up my book. It's available in Audible if if you like listening to things versus actually reading audio, ebook, hard copy at Amazon. Um, What would I like to leave you
1: with? Well, I want to say something about the book real quick. Uh, Folks, get the hardback book and the Audible. And I tell you, there's nothing, at least in my opinion, nothing more special than when an author narrates his own book, simply because the heartfelt emotion on the areas and the the feeling and the parts that really mean a lot to them, it comes out in the narrator's voice there. Wonderful book. Like I mentioned, it's an easy read, but it's so much I think it's so much better even on Audible, simply because you can hear Professor Beliso's voice and you can hear sincerity in every single word that uh, that he wrote in that book. So definitely check out both sources there. Thank you.
0: So the guy asked me this question yesterday in a podcast that I guessed I was a guest on. He said, if you were dying and you were going to eat your last meal, what would be in that food? What would be that meal? And I said, well, I don't think I would eat anything. What I would do is want to fill my belly with the people I love. I would want my wife there, my kids there, you know, people I care about and love. I would want to hug them and kiss them and and reassure them that I'll see them again and reassure them that This is not the end. This is only the beginning. And we assure them that I will always be with them as a guardian angel looking out for them. That's what I would want to fill my belly with. And he just just went silent. He said, wow, nobody's ever given me that answer. Normally it's a hamburger or fried chicken or (laughs) something like that. I said, well, but now what what, what I'm going to challenge myself and, and challenge all the listeners, and I'd like to do the same thing right now, is challenge everybody to not wait until death's knocking on your door, because we're all gonna die, I mean, we know that. Do not wait for that. Hug that person you love, right? Kiss them, tell them you love them, let them know you're always gonna be there for them. And, and, and you can have the opportunity to do that right now, right now, while you're here, and not have to wait to those last days to share that. But that's what I would wanna fill my belly with, love.
1: That's if we amazing, can do sir. that
0: today, and, and if we can do that, you know, and I was almost at tears because I didn't expect that question. I'm just a guest on this show, and he goes, "What would you like your last meal to be if you're going to die?" And I boom, said, it wouldn't be. This is what would fill my belly: love. And if we can fill our belly with love every day, and I know this is you're hearing the Partridge Family. Come on, get happy. You know, you're, you're hearing songs like that. It, it's. That makes you feel good, you know, though, doesn't
1: it? Come on, yes.
0: And it and it's not impossible. So, once you listen to this, folks, go fill your belly with love. Go hug the kids, turn off the TV, put down the cell phones, tell your wife, kiss her like you did the very first time, you know? Ask yourself, when's the last time you really kissed your partner? Really kiss them. Not see you later babe, yeah. you know. Have when's the day. last time yep. you when's the last time you really kissed them? Like it mattered.
1: Well, wow, right? Well, that's what Where, you shared the on the last podcast was uh, about yeah. when's the last time you kissed your or when's the first time you kissed your wife. You know, when's the mm-hmm. first time? And you kept reiterating that, make every time like the first time. Be that caring, not just uh, I, smooch and go.
0: Well, and I think that's what really nurtures that positivity in a present real time in the moment. You know, me and my wife had a short argument last night. And then I went and tried to kiss her and she wasn't ready for it. And (laughs) I said, okay. I gave gave her her space and it was all cool. And then just before she went to bed, she came over and tried to give me a kiss saying, it's okay. I grabbed her face and I planted one on her for the longest time. The longest time. And she walked away. And I was just reminding her that, you know,
1: black, (laughs) white, or
0: indifferent. Yeah, black, white, or indifferent. I love you forever. I love you forever. And there's nothing that can possibly be done or matter more than the love we have for each other. And if we can just do that on a small level, on a human level, like this whole podcast started with buying somebody a Starbucks in line, hearing that your massage therapist didn't get the soup she wanted and go get it for her, a kind word, anything, it's going to ripple out and and it will. It's like the butterfly effect, right? Absolutely. One butterfly flaps his wings. If they're all flapping their wings, they could cause a tornado or a hurricane. Don't think those little things do not matter. Hold the door for someone without expecting anything in return, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, let somebody go go in traffic in front of you. And if we can just do those things and and fill the world with love, I mean, it's going to be worth a lot more than a Bentley or a mansion any day.
1: Unbelievable. Professor, thank you so very, very much. I've bottomed my heart a million times. Thank you. Wonderful message. I'm going to say it on the air. I love you, my friend. I really, truly do. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.
0: And I'm grateful to share your anniversary issue uh, podcast number sixty last week, and now I get to be on number sixty-one. How lucky am I?
1: Oh well, I'm lucky. The listeners are lucky, and we're definitely—if it's good with you—have you back more and more, sir. Thank you.
0: Yeah, anytime. I I, I love the. Now um, I don't want to say even conversations or dialogue. I, I I love the the sharing that we get to do, the exchange of energy. It's just like. You know, I said it yesterday because it was such a good interview. It's like two great jazz musicians just riffing. We don't know where we're going, but we just go and the amazing things come out of that. And if I know I always walk away from our conversations a better person. I feel like I'm a better person. I feel like I've learned more and I feel like I've given back. So I'm taking and giving. Yes, sir. And that's, what makes, that's what makes a relationship powerful. If I give, 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 and they just suck the life out of me like a vampire, <laughs> I'm, I'm depleted and unbalanced. And if I'm just some, you know, person who takes, 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 gluttony, then that's imbalance too. But what I love about our conversations, right, is I walk away feeling light and fresh and I've learned so much and I've given so much and, you know, it, it is, it's almost like that bliss, that state of nirvana.
1: So just wow. know
0: that I, I get so much out of this myself.
1: Gosh darn, that just touches my heart in a special way, and I am so, so very grateful. Thank you so much, sir.
0: I always knew you had
1: it in you, Richie. (laughs) I knew it back then, and I told you that
0: at that little table outside the candy shop in Vegas. Remember that? Yes, you did. outside on, on the second level. Uh, we sat at that little table oh, in, in I Vegas, remember. and I told you that. I remember. And I that. hugged you, and I grabbed, I grabbed you by the back of your head like a little boy when I gave you a hug. And I don't know if you were okay <laughs> with that, but I kind of felt like the the little bit of an elder statement. It couldn't be just a hug. I had to grab you like you grab a kid by the back of the head when you hug them close. No, I don't know I, if you remember that. But uh, I oh, you
1: darn right, because well, it was Grandma Bonnie coming through you. She had just passed away a couple years prior to that, and she was I, Richie, Richie, Richie. That's Richie. an honor.
0: Grandma Bonnie chose to use me <laughs> at that moment. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a
1: really lucky guy. Uh, Thank you so much, sir. Golly. You got it, sir. All right. Well, you have a wonderful, wonderful week. I look forward to talking again real, real soon. And listeners out there, please check out Professor Bliso's book. Follow him. Uh, Man, and thank you so much, listeners, for just tuning in, spending the time with us. We know how sacred and valuable time is. That's why we're going to go out of our way to do everything we can to bring you the best show best advice, best knowledge, best wisdom we can to help you live your best kick in life. All right, everybody, until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very, very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.